What's up, Internet, and welcome to Can't Be Killed Confessions. My name is Terry Smith, and today I have a confession to make. I was not a Star Wars fan until I was 19 years old. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. The first time I saw Star Wars, I was something like four years old. It was one of my dad's favorite movies, and all I knew was it looked old. Of course, all the 70s effects. Now I'm a gigantic fan. Let's get that out there. But at the time, it just looked old. It looked cheesy. And all my dad could kept saying was that... Luke kept kissing his sister, which I didn't understand because I never saw Empire Strikes Back, but he thought it was very funny to point out to his son, which it did make me laugh, did not make me a fan of Star Wars. So let's continue down that line. I also thought, why would anyone watch this? You have incest, you have bad old effects, when we could be watching Power Rangers, which had just come out on VHS, which I was a very, very, very big fan of, and I would just prefer to watch that instead, because everyone knows the 90s Power Rangers movie is, uh, you know, a cinematic classic, one of the best films of all time. I'd just rather watch Jason David Frank fight weird bird monsters on an island somewhere in New Zealand than watch a man kiss his sister in space. I think that that's a fair assessment for a four-year-old to make. Um, <laughs> needless to say, <laughs> what, what's the point? of even uh, having a VHS, you know, player, a VCR, if you're not going to watch Power Rangers, the movie, 90 to 100 times a day. I just don't understand it. But throughout the years between, I had watched several other pieces of Star Wars, you know, fiction. Uh, there's the infamous Christmas special, which I had seen. A lot of the Ewok movie, I believe, I had seen in between there. My sisters were big fans of that. Um, so again, it was the lightsabers were cool, and they had spaceships, which I thought was neat, but everything else just didn't click for me because I was a Power Rangers kid. There wasn't enough sparks flying, which is crazy because there's a lot, but there wasn't enough for me. So I had seen little bits and pieces, but a lot of my friends were huge fans because their parents were also big fans. And, you know, with the Lego sets coming around right about that time and Lego being a huge thing in the 90s, um, all of my friends were big fans of Star Wars. So when they announced Phantom Menace, I remember everybody that I knew just blowing up being so excited and I could not give a shit less <laughs> than I did at the time. I just did not care. It was not a thing to me because I wasn't a fan of the original. The fact they were making new ones, I was like, eh, it's fine. And, uh, <laughs> um, then I started to see the Expanded Universe books. So as I was discovering books like Harry Potter, which I will tell a story uh, on here eventually, I was not a big fan of Harry Potter, and I wasn't a big fan of books. So as I started to read the Expanded Universe, I couldn't care less even more. Like, there's somehow I did care less because I just stopped liking Star Wars altogether. So when the time came for me to go see Phantom Menace, I declined, actually. I didn't go see it in theaters. I waited till it came out on, again, on VHS, and then I, I popped in the VCR and saw Jar Jar Binks and I don't know maybe I was a strange kid but <laughs> Jar Jar Binks just did not do it for me and while I thought Qui-Gon Jinn was pretty cool and Obi-Wan was pretty neat they killed Darth Maul way too fast and I was like well what's the point in watching the rest of them the only good bad guy I've seen 
you know, died. And then everybody I knew pointed out, well, you know, well, that guy, he's going to be the emperor. I'm like, but he's not now. He's just in Senate. And I'm just going to watch him filibuster for the next three and a half movies. I just don't care. I don't don't care that he ends up being the emperor. I don't care if he can shoot lightning out of his hands because he didn't in this movie. He had one buddy and he let him get cut in half. And also that fight scene, I swear to God, there were better, there were better, more lethal looking fight scenes in Power Rangers because when you watch the original, you know, uh, Phantom Menace like cut, I don't know if people have done different versions, but when you watch that really, really dope fight scene at the end of the movie against Darth Maul, so it's Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, they're not trying to kill each other. It's a really well-choreographed dance, basically. You know, the the choreography is amazing looking, but no one's going in for a kill strike. They're just dancing around each other, hitting the swords above their heads, which isn't what you would do if you're trying to end someone's life in combat, like they do at the end when they cut him in half magically when he just decides to stop blocking because he's mad. Um, although one piece that I still love from that film is when he's pacing back and forth like a caged tiger while... Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are meditating when the barrier is up. That still is awesome. And the music, of course, is gorgeous. That's one thing I did appreciate as a young kid was that music. Whenever I would play anything epic, I would try to play that soundtrack uh, in the background. I think I beat several Ratchet and Clank final levels too. Um, Dual Fates. Um, but anyway, so that's where that's where you know I, I really dug my heels and was like, I don't think Star Wars is good. Which, again, I, I admit that I, I am wrong now, but at the time, I just could not care. So then more expanded universe books came out, and my friends, all being big fans, now big fans of Phantom Menace, and in a second, <laughs> Attack of the Clones, they said, you really gotta keep reading the expanded universe. And then, that's where the clones came out to play. And, you know, you remember Luke? Yeah, that guy, he kissed his sister. Yeah. Yeah. what if we made another one sure what if we named him i don't know we're gonna give him a cool space name no what if we called him luke you know just to use because he's a clone you know that worked so well for peter parker and ben riley back in the day so let's just copy this and make him luke with two u's so i did not fall in love with that clone saga within star wars with luke and luke um and all the times they cloned palpatine and in the comics i just i oh my god i just thought star wars was one of the most ridiculous things which again is kind of strange because if you listen to this podcast before you know how much of a fan i was at the exact same time for the clone saga Spider-Man, which is just as bad, which is just as convoluted, if not worse, because at least the writers over at Star Wars had a point. They had a place they were trying to get to, whereas in Spider-Man, anyone who had a point on where they wanted to go with the Clone Saga left the company, passed it on to different writers. No one knew what was happening, and but I just kind of felt that way, especially when I met Luke. Um, so I just kind of stopped caring altogether. Attack of the Clones came out. And everybody was like, you really, really have to go see it, right? It's going to be so good. Everyone loved Phantom Menace so much. How could Attack of the Clones be bad? And now I hate sand and Star Wars. It's all I could remember thinking after seeing Attack of the Clones. Um, I loved Natalie Portman at the time. She had been in several movies that I was big fans of. And now, <laughs> after Attack of the Clones, I was like, oh, somehow I don't like Natalie Portman anymore. I guess that's what happened. You have this this gorgeous, amazing actress, and now I just I don't like her either. I hate Sand. I hate Natalie Portman. What is the point of these fucking Star Wars movies? Hayden Christensen, I didn't even give him another chance until Lu- um, not Looper, Jumper came out. (laughs) 
uh, you know, like a decade later, and that was fine. That was another movie based on a book that was okay. But, uh, so I hated everybody in there, <laughs> to the point where even, like, I kind of avoided Ewan McGregor for a little while after that, because I was like, well, you clearly don't have good choice in projects. I've only, I had only seen that, and, uh, AI. <laughs> so, or was it AI? I think it was AI. Whichever one that, that Spielberg and, uh, uh, Kubrick worked on. No, that wasn't Ewan McGregor. That was even a different guy. So that's, that's the thing. It ruined Ewan McGregor. I don't even know which movies he was in anymore. I didn't become a fan of him again until Men That Stare at Goats. And then that redeemed him. And I also love George Clooney. So anytime George Clooney can rub off on somebody, I'm back in. So let me continue my rant. Back to Star Wars. So now, if you're following along, I hate Jar Jar Binks. I hate Luke. I hate Natalie Portman. I hate Sand. Um, and in general the incest plotline. So I'm just not a fan of Star Wars. And then sometime later, they came out with Revenge of the Sith. And Revenge of the Sith is fine, actually. I think it's okay. I think when it comes to those prequel movies, the bar was set so low. When Revenge of the Sith came out, I was like, yeah, this was not bad. He had the high ground. Clearly, that's how you lose a sword fight like that. Like that made sense. He was the chosen one. Um... They honestly had more chemistry in that scene than anybody else in the entire series up to that point, not including the original trilogy. Like, honest to God, like, it was palpable there. Also, the whole, um, Obi-Wan with, uh, Padme theories really sells you on that last little bit of the movie. That last sequence, when they're on Mustafar, and the final battle's happening, and she's giving birth, honestly, that's some of the best work out of that entire trilogy, um, probably some of the only good work, in my opinion. Obviously, the effects can be cool, and there was some amazing leaps in CG, and some of the choreography is neat. But when it comes to like actually good filmmaking, I think that's the only part that I was really like, yeah, that is awesome. That and that scene, you know, where Obi Wan is hanging at from a pillar and attack the clones. That that part's fine too, I guess. <laughs> so that kind of started to bring me back the video game for revenge of the sith also was solid um not definitely not a nine out of ten but you know a solid six seven i had fun with it so i started to like star wars a little bit more now let's fast forward a little bit let's jump ahead everyone take a big breath just forget that i said i hated star wars for 10 minutes Let's reset a little bit. Let's fast forward. I'm now in college, okay? I've gone through many phases. I now watch more movies than, than just Power Rangers on VHS. I still watch that one, but I also watch other movies. And I meet this beautiful, nerdy woman, and she said, one of my favorite movies is Star Wars. And I said, oh, yeah, me too, because she was really pretty, guys. Listen, <laughs> so, so I had to go along with it. And I couldn't be a liar, of course, because... Um, Spoiler alert, I proposed to this woman just a little bit after that, and uh, I needed to make it up for her. So, we, uh, right after college, we move in together, we get an apartment, and she goes out of town for a week. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to make this right. It's not going to be lying anymore. I'm going to watch the original trilogy from start to finish, and I'm going to like it, damn it. And you know what? I did. <laughs> so, you know, she goes out of town and, you know, I'm a nerd. Do I, you know, get Hot Pockets? Yes. Do I get Mountain Dew? Yes. Do I call the boys over to play a LAN party? No, not this time. 
Halo 3 will have to wait, guys. I'm going to watch Star Wars from start to finish, which they respected because you got to be watching the trilogy every once in a while. It's just a thing that you have to do as a nerd. And I'm going to make up for lost times because I just didn't do it very often. And, uh, yeah. And I remember a lot of them like supported me in this endeavor because I was always the black sheep because I loved Star Trek and not even the one that everyone says you're supposed to like. I don't even like Next Generation that much. I loved the original Star Trek with Kirk, you know, double fisting people's chests <laughs> and, you know, staring off into space randomly. I, I loved it because I caught it in syndication, which is, again, another podcast. But when it comes to this group of gigantic Star Wars fans where we would watch fan fiction and build our own lightsabers <laughs> at each other's houses, I was the only one who was like, oh, this is fine, I guess, but I don't really like Star Wars. So they were excited for that that week for me to sit down and watch Star Wars. So she goes out of town. I tell the boys to leave me alone. I'm watching Star Wars. And I did. I, I actually watched all six at the time because this is the point in time where not only was I getting married, but also Disney had just announced they bought Star Wars. Force Awakens was going to come out they hadn't announced the name force awakens but they had announced that they were going to be making new star wars movies within a year and i was like oh god i love what disney had recently done with avengers you know they bought the property they combined everything together and i loved all the movies beforehand but i really loved their guiding hand so i was like i'm probably gonna like these new star wars movies so that of course combined with a really pretty girl who liked star wars made me sit down and watch them from start to finish and i fell in love with them i watched all six and uh, obviously i still don't like the prequel trilogy as much um i still think they're almost terrible terrible films but they're they're fun they're fun to watch the lightsabers are neat you know i hate sand so i can connect with with anakin a little bit um you know no one murdered my mom but if they did i'd probably go back and murder them i don't connect with the killing the younglings as much like uh that's definitely an interesting legacy for that that lightsaber that they have such an affinity for in the <laughs> the sequel trilogy <laughs> the youngling slayer but uh, I, I, di- I do enjoy watching them. I can sit down and watch the prequels without thinking of Luke the entire time. And as for the, you know, the original trilogy, uh, 4, 5, and 6 are amazing films. I, I really came to appreciate A New Hope with just, <laughs> obviously, the 70s effects and him kissing his sister aside that I thought as a kid. Like, I understood the wonder. You watch it, and even though the effects, you know, now are ancient by comparison they're still really good and they hold up really well and han is one of the most charismatic characters i've ever seen on screen and you really believe luke's hope like you really believe that he just wants to be a part of something you know you had those deleted scenes where he wanted to join the empire he just wanted to fight for something he was just bored he's sitting there on a desert planet with two sons and no women as blue harvest would say and he had nothing to do and i completely i you know you you relate to it when you watch that film and it was just amazing that i actually cared as an adult watching this movie that I couldn't connect to as a kid which is so strange because it's filled with such like kid-like wonder and then you watch Empire Strikes Back and they amp up everything to 11 you know Han is even cooler somehow and now him and Leia have a thing but it's on and off again and he has the coolest line in cinema history when I love you and he goes I know it's just so cool it's so fucking cool and they lose oh my god I think my love of dark movie endings and dark endings 
stories in general comes from Empire Strikes Back, watching it at such a late age. And I was like, that is just the best ending ever. They they let the heroes lose. And not just the heroes, but the entire damn rebellion. The whole galaxy lost in that movie. And you love to see it. And it makes Return of the Jedi even that much better when they come around. And it's all hope. It's all, hey, let's try to fix what we fucked up in the last film. And not in a, not in the way that they did with Episode Nine recently. Not fix what the what the storytellers did. No, fix what the characters did. The characters want to make up their mistakes, not make up for poor writing or bad communication in between films. It was honest to God. Hey, we lost. Let's try not to lose again. And while there's a lot of hand waving and a lot of jumps in logic in Return of the Jedi, I see a lot of the issues. The opening with Luke now a full master, having built his own lightsaber. And coming in to save all of them. Because now, like, Han always got the cool moments. Now Luke gets that badass moment. And you feel how powerful he is. And you can feel his connection to the dark side as he's using his force powers just willy-nilly. And then the redemption of Darth Vader. Return of the Jedi is just so fucking cool. They all are cool. And now I do love Star Wars. And I just couldn't appreciate it as a kid who wouldn't watch anything without (laughs) martial arts and teenagers with attitude. Which, you know, funny enough, Star Wars has. Um, But I just couldn't connect to it as a kid. So two of the six are bad films. But I still enjoy them now. And I enjoy... All nine movies, honestly. There, there are issues there, and obviously the the spinoffs people like or dislike. I I love all of them. Um, the only one I had a little bit of uh, sinking feeling in was Solo. And I honestly like most of what Solo does. I just didn't like the what they named him and why. Uh, you're alone? Okay, now we have Spanish in the galaxy far, far away, and now you're Solo. That, was, that part bothered me uh, quite a bit. It ruined a, a tiny amount, but the film I think is good, and I I don't think that the actor portraying Han did as bad of a job as everyone says he did, and that's my hot takes. Th- those are my hot takes on Star Wars. I I love it now. I've read most of the expanded universe. I love the comic books that are in canon. I love the comic books that are out of canon now. Um, I am a gigantic Star Wars stan, if you will, and uh. uh I think it it speaks a lot to when people are gatekeepers with content like Star Wars, just nerdy content at all. It's like, oh, you're not a real fan because you didn't love them as a kid. I still watch them, but I didn't love them. But I think that makes me a more interesting fan or I I look at it in a different way than these people that loved it their entire life because I could criticize it in a different way. And my love for it is so much more earnest than I think it would have been if I would have loved it as a kid because I can dislike things they did and I don't have this strange nostalgia for it and I think I miss out sometimes because I don't have the nostalgia but I also think I get to enjoy things that other people hate because it ruined their childhood quote unquote that people say um that doesn't bother me so when like I really really enjoy episode eight I know everyone hates episode eight and all the things he did but I think that that movie is solid. I think Ryan Johnson did it. Was it Ryan Johnson? I think so. I think he did a really good job. And I like everything they do up until the end. I think the ending is a little bit... Uh, it falls flat just for a second when, when Ray just kind of flies off with new powers and everything's fine again. <laughs> Should be a new hope or something. But um, 
uh, the rest of that film I fucking love. I love angsty Mark Hamill, Luke, you know, who's just old and over it all. I fucking love that because he lost. He lost a lot. He lost several times before, and then he lost in between, and he wasn't a good teacher, and he was not the Return of the Jedi, as everyone said he was going to be, and his school failed, and he failed his students. I think that's such a fucking cool idea when you think of Empire Strikes Back, which is the best Star Wars film, and you have... This this character who lost again in between, which, again, people forget. We love Empire Strikes Back because they lost, and that's part of it. So, but then they're mad when he's not this all-powerful Jedi who's super happy living with an entire school of, you know, space wizards now. Like, I, I think people kind of forget that. That Star Wars isn't just about blind hope and faith and, and everything shiny and happy. And sometimes it's really dark and the lightsabers are red sometimes, guys. Get over it. Plus, I really love all the Force Power stuff they did. You know, after the comic books from the Expanded Universe, you, you didn't get to see a lot of weird Force Powers or new Force Powers. And like, they did, they mess around with the precog stuff a lot in the old republic but when it comes to new force powers like the you know the force skype call as people call it you know uh in the pejorative sense i guess but i i thought that was really neat and i love the way that they mess with it and i love the way they call it back too in in episode nine I, i'm not a big fan of that movie i think that's just purely fan service and not in the the way i appreciate it was more just like hey anything that'll kind of make you smile forget why just smile at it which is still, it has its place. But I like the stuff that they carried over from Episode 8. So those are my hot takes on Star Wars. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe and drop a review on any of the apps or websites or podcast places that you actually imbibe it, that you listen to it. Drop a review there, five stars. I'd really appreciate it. It helps discoverability. And if you liked it enough and you want to talk about it or if you want to contact us about anything else, you can hit us up at can'tbekilledcreations at gmail.com. You know, send me your hate mail if you want. It's there. I'll read it. I promise. I don't get a lot of mail. Um, if you really, really liked it, you can head over to our website, can'tbekilledcreations.com, and check out all the other podcasts we do. They're also available on all those apps that we talked about before. And we also have webcomics over there. D&D Do This is a D&D webcomic kind of old school comic strip and then we have one that's new the adventures of lula and ronnie about two best friends who get into a lot of shenanigans and have a lot of feelings it's it's a lot of fun it's drawn by my wife it's it's really awesome getting to work with her so please give us a read over there and finally i promised last plug we're launching a patreon here soon so if you really like what we do if you want to support creators you can go over there give us a buck or two every buck helps it helps me do this full time. I still have a day job. So does my wife. So do all the other people that podcast on the Can't Be Killed Creations Network. But every dollar you give over there helps us do this. Helps us do it more. Helps us do it bigger. And it would go a long way and we'd really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This has been Can't Be Killed Confessions. And we're out.